This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 37 of the Marriage Morning Q&A titled Helping a Partner Heal Using I Statements and a Disappointed Husband. If you're new here, welcome. We have over 200 shows covering all sorts of marriage topics, everything from our own journey of almost getting divorced to people getting healing from an affair. So check out all of our episodes. And as always, our show is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook on us. We love audiobooks. We love for you to learn from them. So Mm -hmm. go there, get a book. Definitely go there. I'm throwing this in there. I am listening to, for a second time, uh, what is it? Jumping the Gap? What is it called? A Big Leap? The, the Big, Big Leap. Leap. The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I'm on I'm it also, a second time and it is really good. I also am on it a second time. Oh, it's, I'm probably slightly farther ahead than you though. Cause yeah, I'm, but I like just made the bigger leap. I can jump farther. <laughs> anyway, although I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, do not replace this podcast for actual therapy. Thank you for just, just reading it. Uh, before we ask the questions, we are, or before we read the questions, we're going to read the review of the day, which is from Andy Y. I can't, I don't know how to say it. A-Andy. I, I think I know who it's this five is. It's five-star review. And do you want to read it? Sure. Single and still beneficial. I've been listening to this podcast since season one, and it has only gotten better with every episode. The way they listen and cater to what the listeners want slash need is really helpful. I'm a single dad, but hope to be married someday. This show has been a wealth of knowledge on how to connect to my future spouse as well as as what to look for in that person. Seth, love your direction and attention to details. Yes, I am pretty good at that. Melanie, thanks for coming on Fade to Gray in Dallas, and your sarcasm, looseness, are a great dynamic to the show. Thanks for all you guys do. Keep the live streams coming. Thanks, Thank you, A&D. and That's thank right. you for having me. Yeah, thanks. That Go follow fun. Andy on Instagram. Uh, and let's see. Okay, we're going to dive into the questions, right? Yes. What are you reading? Why are you so distracted? I'm reading our interaction. Right. I am getting so hot lately. I have like... I'm going through menopause or something like menopause. That's great. We're that still a doing a podcast right Sorry. now. So question number one 
is, hey guys, thank you so much for doing the show. I love it. I'm getting married soon and joining into a family that I thought was perfect. It was recently discovered, or sorry, but it was recently uncovered that there is a very long line of past sexual abuse. My fiance and I had no idea. We didn't see this coming and we're feeling pretty thrown. All of this is still super secret and everything is being disguised as a perfect family and having it all together. Do you have any tips or advice for supporting him through this totally new worldview? Did I read that wrong? Thank you. I think you read it right. It's kind of confusing. So I'm assuming. Well, I modified okay. it slightly because oh, I, I wanted to maintain anonymity. Right. Um, so, but the question is saying, you know, recently discovered this like big past family thing that had been hidden and then, and the husband had no in idea. both families? No, and, and just in his family, the husband didn't know. Okay. And she's like, now what do we do? Was he I don't know. Abused? I don't know any we of that know. stuff. Okay. So, but the, um, but the thing at the stood out to me at the end is it said, all of this is super secret and everything is being disguised as mm. a perfect family. Mm-hmm. So I want to acknowledge that first. Well, first, thank you for sending the question in. These are hard things to deal with and it's not uncommon at all, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that people have to deal with this kind of stuff. But um, One in three women are sexually abused and one in five men are sexually abused and oftentimes uh, sexual abuse goes underreported. So we can speculate that that's statistic is even higher i just wanted to throw that in uh yeah and so it says that it's being disguised as a perfect family so if you want to think about that sentence being disguised as a perfect family if you think about our sort of evolutionary biology our wiring our wiring is that everything is dangerous and we always need to stay safe our lizard brain goes there immediately everything is scary like there's not you know think about like going camping you're not like yay nothing could ever harm me you're mm-hmm. you're on the lookout for a bear or a like a scary person or you're, whatever you're cautious you're right. cautious and we are wired to be very cautious um and so if you think of the hiding this in a family as a way to be protecting uh as a way to in air quotes generate some safety if that makes sense if you were to if everyone were to expose this big like sexual trauma that has been happening over, you know, maybe multiple generations, that is a threat in our brains. We go, that's not safe. If everybody knows, we'll be killed, right? Like our our brain goes to this like stupid place of trying to understand it through only fear. Mm-hmm. So the fact that people are not being open about this is not like that they're jerks. It's this is like a wiring thing in your brain. You're like trying to stop it from happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I will respectfully kind of disagree with almost everything you just said. <laughs> okay, sure. I don't think from I've said it very well. Yeah, from a therapist perspective, I because uh, I've had clients who have dealt with sexual abuse. I had past stuff. And if there are people protecting the abuser... Which oftentimes, that's not what I mean, but okay, yeah. Okay, which so oftentimes, that, yeah. which oftentimes is the case because oh, we can't risk this, and it was a one thing, or it was perpetual, or that's just what dad does, or that's what mom does. Yeah, that's not what I mean. That is absolutely inappropriate, obviously, and very, very damaging. Sexual abuse has been explained as a a kind of a, a soul wound, mm-hmm. like a spirit wound, which is different from like somebody slapping someone or, mm-hmm. or something, it's or, or, or verbal abuse, it's very different, right? Mm-hmm. So when we have people in families, which we have all kinds of family loyalties from family of origin and th- how you deal with stuff, 
when uh, that stuff is protected, it's like, okay, my world is upside down. I don't know who to trust. I thought this person was this way. They're absolutely not. And then this person knows about it. Why didn't they do anything to help me or mm-hmm. to help that person? And when we have this information, it is, it's, it's charged. It's emotionally charged, uh, spiritually charged, I would even say, on, on so many uh, levels. And... Um, I would say, so again, I don't know many details about this question, but I would say absolutely go unpack that with a therapist. Um, Like that Freud quote that we've talked about, anything in the past, if not dealt with, always, always, always comes up in some form. Mm -hmm. It never goes away unless it's processed and dealt with, unless those neural pathways are changed unless that train track is changed mm-hmm. and it goes this way mm-hmm. right so i would say be on the same page this i, I think this is going to bring up a lot of things again i don't know if some if one of the fiancés were abused or if it's past stuff it's like okay now you have to do you have to do everything in your power to protect yourself and then also to protect your kids. This is not something you're going to perpetuate. You're not going to hide any bull crap and you're not going to deal with any bull crap around mm-hmm. this. If they say, nope, we're not talking about it, then you're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say, okay, done, you're out. But uh, I I almost would say that mm-hmm. in, in a sense. So Well, and I think it, again, it's very... Uh, dependent upon the situation. Like your interpretation of that question is totally different than what I interpreted. Mm-hmm. My my interpretation was this is a past thing. It had already happened. It's not currently happening. It's not like we're, uh, what's that word? Like we're si- protecting the privacy of the person who is currently a bad person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. not what I how I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make that really clear that what I was saying was like, if this is something that happened in the past and you're like, well, why aren't they telling everybody? Because that's terrifying to do. Mm-hmm. That's damaging to reputations. That's damaging to relationships. And so they might be, air quotes, protecting that person, mm-hmm. not because they want them to continue abusing, but because you can ruin someone's life by outing them for bad behavior. But again, if they are doing bad behavior, if there's any danger that you're, you're, you know, if you get married and have kids, that your kids will be around an abuser, good Lord, no. Like, mm-hmm. go get therapy, set clear boundaries. Um, but it's what I was trying to address was the whole, like, hiding behind a perfect family. You mean facade. if somebody, like, did something super sketchy 30 years ago and then, like, everything is cool now like don't bring that up or no 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 no. it's i don't know what how to explain what i'm trying to say but it's the it's the assumption that the the question sounds like they are saying it in a really accusatory way like oh you're just trying to pretend they're a really great person Mm. when they're this horrible person like Mm -hmm. i I don't know how to explain it's like people are just people people are just trying to live sometimes you're you know like someone your your best friend does some horrendous thing you're not going to like just point at them all day and be like terrible person terrible person you're just Mm -hmm. like i'm just trying to live and they're trying to live and they made a really terrible choice Mm -hmm. now what do i do yeah i think i i that thinking is okay not with like sexual abuse no i'm not saying if it's so. current i'm not saying any of that stuff okay. i'm just saying people don't often run around pointing at people who have done bad things especially if they love them right because uh, it's a really complicated thing to walk through a mm-hmm. relationship like that where someone you love deeply is an abuser potentially yeah, right it's or it's, has been an abuser somebody says i'm a survivor it's empowering when you can open up and help others or encourage people to open up but it takes a long time to get there i kept it quiet for 35 mm-hmm. years thank yeah. you for sharing that Thanks yes for sharing that and it's, again get therapy like talk about about it 
it makes it. it makes me think of uh, another guy that we've listened to a lot, um, Lewis Howes, yeah. uh, the School of Greatness podcast. It's an awesome show. Great show. If you haven't checked it out, he was sexually abused for a long time, and he kept it a secret forever, mm-hmm. forever. And he was like, why am I angry? Why are things not working out? Why is all this stuff? And then he went to therapy, and now... Mm-hmm. his world is opened up to yeah. all kinds of stuff. And I love say, Lewis House. Good. That's yeah. a, he's and great. I, I think as well, like if this, as you, if you go to therapy f- with your uh, fiance and process that, th- uh, just to be kind of aware that lots of different feelings and emotions and thoughts might come out of your fiance that are confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just be like a solid, safe place. Mm-hmm. And, and he can do individual stuff too. Mm-hmm. I, I encourage everybody to do inv- individual stuff. So let's Thank see. you for the question. When my husband and I got married, I was in the best shape of my life. I had tons of time to go to the gym and was using exercise to work through some healing. Nearly 10 years and two kids later, I'm not in the best shape and my husband hates it. He makes unkind comments to try to get me to exercise. He thinks he's being motivating or helpful, but in reality, he is tearing me apart inside. We never have sex. And he even told me that if he knew before we got married that I would gain weight, he might not have even married me. Help, I don't know what to do. Thank you. Thank hmm. you for the question. Okay. That's a hard question to Tell ask. your husband to not be a jerk. Well, some people don't know they're jerks. Hashtag me. Hashtag me. Yeah, hashtag you. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, do you want to? Do you want to take? What's up, Paul? Word up. Um, uh, do you want to go first on this? I do. I don't know. Do you have thoughts? I have thoughts on it, but if you I have. I on. have. I have both thoughts and. Uh, just according to the book that I have read, it um, says, uh, I had tons of time to go to the gym and was using it to exercise. And now I don't have time to go to the gym. Uh, well, yeah, let's not address that because that is a totally different thing. Okay. I want to address the relationship with the husband first. Got it. Okay. Cause I thought the same exact thing that you're going to say. And I want to talk about that. But, um, so again, this is a really condensed version of the longer email that I received. So mm-hmm. there's lots in there that I wanted to keep anonymous, um, which sometimes makes it confusing when we ask the question. But the, the thing I think is really important is this is not uncommon in a marriage. I just want to say that first. Right. Right off the bat. People say things like this. People um, have expectations that they thought things would be this way. And then that expectation doesn't get met. And so they don't know how to handle the sort of the gap between what we thought was going to happen and what actually did happen. Hey, close the door, please. See you later. Close the door, buddy. To have Studley right now. Sorry. Um, and so then what happens is if you don't have the skill set to like lovingly say to your partner, oh, I, you know, I like Seth and I, we've, we've had these kinds of conversations, not the bad version, but like the good version of like, hey, let's stay in shape. Like let's, let's not, I'm going to, and you're not mm-hmm. going to, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she also said her husband works out like all the time. Okay. So there's a difference in. So there, yeah. The, and there's, there's a thing that I've noticed. I, I think I'm judgmental in the first place. And when I'm like working out and doing stuff and be like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm David Gogginsing everything. And I see other people like not or struggling. I'm like, come on, bro, <coughs> cut the crap. Let's do it. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I always have to pull back and go and say, okay, whatever. Like I, I've have been super out of shape in our marriage and being like, Oh, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and you've been out of shape. I'm not really out of shape. You've always been in good shape, but of course, it's called after, pregnant. I know after you have kids and stuff, and then we've been on the same page. And like this husband, I have said some idiotic, never say these things ever uh, to you, mm-hmm. right? Like just stupid boneheaded stuff. Husbands do make mistakes. If I was talking to this husband, I'd like I would say, 
bro, that's stupid. What do you expect if you say, if you, if I knew you'd get fat, I'd never marry you. Mm-hmm. That's not helpful, mm-hmm. right? And that, of course, probably comes from family of origin, just like my dad said crappy things, and now I've said uh, crappy things to her, yeah. right? And where was I going with that? So let's practice some grace. And what is the wife's motivation here? Which, like, oh. here's a, here's another thing, David Goggins. Like, okay, sister. So you've you've uh, been in the best shape of your life. You had tons of time to go to the gym and using exercise to work through stuff, right? If you've done it before, you absolutely 100%, actually no excuses, can do it again. You can do it again. If you get the mindset right, if you are smart about it, and you um, do things to intentionally set yourself up for success, you absolutely can do it again. I understand you're feeling crappy because he said stupid things, idiotic things, in fact, but don't let that keep you from doing something that you have done before unless your leg is broken. Well, and I want to say that it is now extremely tainted with bitterness. So that's one thing I think you're kind of mm-hmm. like trying to David Goggins, like just plow through it, mm-hmm. but it's hurtful for her. Right. Like just the thought, anything exercise, fitness, health, wellness, weight related is so, now an injury. So what? I, so I don't know if your partner listens, if your husband listens, this is what I say, <laughs> slap him on his face in like a loving kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um we cannot we like you're um you're creating you're creating a space for your wife to absolutely fail because you have your you threw arrows at her you gained weight you if don't i knew throw you gained arrows you shoot arrows spears, and plus you're making a stabbing spears i mean so you've speared <laughs> spears at someone you've said if you gained weight, I wouldn't marry you. If if you cared about me, you'd stay fit. If you were less heavy than we could, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. We never have sex because you're fat. Whatever it is, you've like just pierced your partner to death. And then you're like, go to the gym. You're pouring, you're you're doing the exact opposite of what, of you, what want. you want. It is not motivating. And I've learned this for kids because my dad or mom or whoever would be like, we think it's motivating by saying negative things like, oh yeah, if I point out the negative, you'll go, oh, I'm doing something negative. Let me not do the negative thing. Yeah. And that just doesn't work. It's no, like, oh, It's well, shame. It's shaming. It makes you feel crappy. It makes you feel terrible. And then the, it's the absolute most unmotivating thing ever to shame someone into doing something that you think is worth something and you're putting that worth onto them with judgment and then shaming them, right? right. So, so I have a really good point here. Um, so what you said, like, okay, there's bitterness and there's resentment towards anything working out and etc. right? And then a listener says, every time she would go to the gym, I think you're, she's talking about mm-hmm. this Mm-hmm. Question. Every time she would go to the gym, she would have that voice in her head. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's possible. The right? voice saying that but you're fat and whatever. Let me ask everybody a question here. Who are we working out for? Am I working out because like, oh, you like you? You've asked me a hundred times to get six pack abs. No, never zero. Right? I've never asked you to like, hey, tone your butt up. <laughs> you haven't needed to. But um, who are we doing? things for Mm -hmm. what is the inspiration slash motivation you know what is what my why of working out is not is absolutely 100 not okay so melanie you'll think i'm attractive your why is not based on my desires for you at all so that will change like okay i understand the bitterness and the resentment i have that towards melanie on a couple of things right that we're working through right or whatever is just i think normal but my why of doing most things isn't 
to make you happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's to make myself happy. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it a thousand times. Get right first. Go to your own individual therapy first, right? Somebody says she needs to do it for herself if she wants to. Yeah. Her husband needs to stop being an A, an A-home. An A-home. <laughs> <laughs> I know you meant to say A-hole, but that's really funny. I like that. Like, but I want to say, I want to address, hold on, don't focus on that. I think it's really important that you, like, we are saying it as if that's easy. That takes an enormous amount of differentiation, right. meaning I see myself as an individual person and Seth is his own person. And when when you get married, you feel like we're just one. We're one flesh. It's so amazing. Everything we do is together. Blah. And I think women have this way more than men. We're, I think, cul- uh, like acculturated or whatever to, to think that we are just like, an extension of our partner and blah, blah, blah. And when we come to this realization, which most people will, and it's usually around the time you're 30 and after you've had kids and you realize like, wait, my husband doesn't treat me like we're one flesh. My husband doesn't give a rip. Like he does and not, and not in a bad way. He just wasn't taught to be like the end all be all for his wife. But wives were often taught to be that for their husband, even if they never got that message directly it's been sort of st- we're sort of steeped in it and so when you have that moment of wait i need to differentiate it feels terrifying mm-hmm. it feels like well i don't love my husband anymore right right and that's exactly what um i i've talked to friends really close friends of mine about that feeling where when you have that sort of light bulb moment where you go wait i'm my own human and I can do my own things. And I actually need to do my own things. And if I only try to please my husband, he is never pleased. It doesn't matter what I do. I could have six-pack abs all day. You'll still complain about something else that I'm not doing because I'm, I need to be doing whatever I want to be doing for myself. That moment of differentiation, that phase of differentiation is all, oftentimes very scary. It feels like you're, you hate your partner or you think they're dumb. Because now you're not living for them. Mm-hmm. You're living for yourself. But when you when you are the most whole, well version of yourself, you can then give to your husband and your kids and your family a much better... It's like, again, like the air mask thing in an airplane. Put yours on first so you can take care of others mm-hmm. and continue to maintain taking care of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a thing. So we got what? some <laughs> we got some trues. We got some eurekas. Uh, yeah, that's that's a true thing. I don't know. I totally lost all my brain. Yeah, well, so. and I but I do want to say to the wife specifically, this is a really challenging place to be in. And Seth has said very, very unkind things to me about different things that I can't change about myself. Mm-hmm. And a lo- this is a long time ago, though. But I want to encourage you to find your strength, find your strongest place of where do you feel fed and like alive and something lights you up. And you had said in the email you had used exercise as a form of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, can you actively differentiate yourself from your husband, but without carrying all the baggage of the bitterness that you felt and feel and have, right? Like, can you drop that bitterness, empower yourself to be strong and self-motivated and to get healthy in whatever way you see appropriate? And then, uh, but while not like demonizing your husband, because a-holes don't usually know that they're a-holes. I'm not saying he's an a-hole, but he's probably an a-hole. I was an a-hole and I didn't know I was an a-hole, right? So Big time. Th- yeah, it's a big a-hole. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just important that you do things for you, but that does not equal you hate your husband now and you're mean to him. Right. I think we often think that. When women f- have that sort of flip moment of I'm going to be differentiated, yeah, it turns into bitter. It's like a like a movie, like a uh, Lifetime original where the wife is like, I'm out of here. 
She gets let's the go, keys. girls. Yeah, she goes with her right? friends to well, Vegas you, or something. So, okay, let's get real. You almost did that when you were super mad at me on our on when we had our latest biggest argument, right? Oh no, that was a whole different thing. <laughs> well, no, I you am were like, differentiated, and I was saying to you, right? If you but cannot, you felt no, you felt like saying. F it. I'm going to Target and spend $300. I'm yes, not I, even asking or I doing anything. I had the thought. Right. I did not act on any so of that. So that's a like, said, let's go girls kind of thing. And mm-hmm. But that's not real differentiation. That's like retaliation. Mm-hmm. That's like fueling your, that's fueling with bitterness. That's mm-hmm. saying all the hurt I've ever felt about you. I'm going to, it's it's a, hey ladies, if you men want to get buck wild, then go back and hit him up style. <laughs> get your hands on his cash and spend it till the last time for all the hard times. Is this real right now? <laughs> go. You know that song it's, it's all like retaliation um, uh, man in the club uh, it's oops. all about like if your husband cheats on you get his credit cards and charge the crap out of them right. that is that moment and, and i'm not saying you know what i'm saying but that's exactly what it is what's the what's the chorus in that though because it's like the club is popping or something. Oh <laughs> we don't gosh. need to sing it anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Okay, we're going to do this last question, or probably we shouldn't. It's not. It's just read it. It's a comment. Okay, not marriage-related, but today I use the clearing structure with my kids. My five-year-old twins have been fighting a ton, hashtag summer, and it seems like they are constantly have hurt feelings and anger. I sat them down and asked what was bothering each of them. I'm not sure we really got to the heart of things, but we use a simple version of the clearing structure on the things they brought up. When you X, I feel X, can you please X? Followed by a suggestion of how they can help the situation themselves. Then I help them apologize to one another. That's good. And the smiles on their faces as their sister acknowledged their feelings was so sweet. They literally tackled each other for hugs. Thank you, Seth and Melanie, for providing a way to help my kids learn how to resolve conflict. Thank you. That is awesome. awesome. I never never thought it with... um, uh, doing the clearing structure with kids and it makes me think of that meme it's like if you hear me yelling from outside the window <laughs> please know that I've told my kids like 500 times prior to that and yeah. that was all that <laughs> worked cool. right? yeah. and in the summer that happens a lot now we're living in an apartment so other people are going to hear us yelling and we will definitely hear other people yeah. so that's funny <laughs> thank you for sharing that That is, so the clearing structure that the this listener is referring to is available on our website you can go to anatomyofmarriage.com and click <laughs> on the tools um, tab and you'll find a thing that says cl- the clearing structure and it's just a really clear way uh, it's a therapeutic tool to um, help express what you're feeling like if you're feeling hurt if you're feeling angry if you're uh, whatever, whatever anything, it is, it anything. can be about anything. So you can use it with children. You can use it with yourself. If you're mad at your partner, I would suggest that the t- person who asked a question about exercise use the clearing structure with your husband. It will help you understand mm-hmm. and convey how you feel. It will help him understand. So awesome! Thank you so much for sending that in. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Somebody says, please sing, twins. please sing every day, Melanie. <laughs> it's a sing along. Thumbs up to your singing. Uh, that's funny. We should we should end the show with a duet. Oh, geez. Maybe next time. Uh, I do wanted to say every day now we're going to try to do a challenge, like a daily marriage challenge mm. on Instagram. For some reason, it didn't post yesterday until like 7 p.m. Right. But I'm going to do we're going to do it when we post this episode. So we want you to join our daily challenges. We're going to um, do it, too. Yeah. That's why I sent you four things. That's you, right. Do you even know who that's I am? That's why I sent them back. Yeah, at midnight. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. If you have enjoyed our show and it's been helpful to you, please rate and review it on iTunes. Um, thank you so much for the, like, y'all are just rating the show like crazy, which is awesome. Why are you smiling? Go. And it's awesome for us. It feels really great, but it's super duper 
duper helpful for new people to find the show and uh, see if it's worth their time to listen to it. So please continue to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. Why are you smiling? Because I'm trying to think of the song, no, the troll song. Oh, Colors, True yeah. Colors. It's like our favorite song ever, the Trolls duet. <laughs> True okay, let's start singing no, it like we're not this and it. then go back like that. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, we'll do it a different time. People are anyway, asking. Okay, thank you so much and have a lovely day. All right, we'll talk see you to later. later. Bye. Bye.